Hello and welcome back to In and Out the Locker Room presented by Capital Championship Wrestling. I'm Alyssa Marino, professional cereal eater and pro wrestling commentator. I am joined as always by the host of Wrestling Gal podcast and my fellow CCW commentator, Ella J. And of course, we have a phenomenal guest today. She is a practitioner of the violent arts who have you seen competing at Capital Championship Wrestling and more, the queen of chaos herself, Vita Von Star. Vita, thank Hello. you so much for joining us today. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you so much for being here because we are thrilled to get to know you a bit better. So let's just dig right into it. You came into the wrestling world with a background in the circus as an aerialist. How did you make that transition from being in one kind of ring to another? Everything is an art to me. So uh, going from circus to wrestling really was not that much different because wrestling is a circus let's be honest you know uh so the performative part of it made total sense to me um flipping around made total sense to me the psychology was the part that like coming in really I had no idea what I was doing and it was always a work in progress uh as far as you know compelling storytelling in the ring and making a match more interesting so uh it's a lot to learn um but really it's all just lights camera action i mean you're always on the go in front of the camera and all of that i mean too but not everything i feel like is easy even if you flawlessly adjusted to wrestling life what would you say is maybe the most challenging aspect of your circus life uh i would say balancing um you're basically never hundred percent, you know, in, in circus or in wrestling, as far as like, you know, everything feels great and nothing hurts. So that's always a thing. And, uh, you have to often train around injuries and a lot of things become chronic pretty easily because it's really hard to take time off, uh, almost impossible, honestly, until something serious happens. Um, so balancing, there's always a balancing act involved and just kind of like managing your, your training and how much you can do at a certain time while still having energy for the show you have coming up in a couple of days. And I mean, you mentioned it too, in a life full of like crazy injuries, having to put off. I mean, you did snowboarding, skateboarding as well, wrestling in and outside of a ring. Have you had any crazy injuries from anywhere in between all of those aspects? <laughs> Yes, uh, many, 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 many. Um, skateboarding and snowboarding was what I really hurt myself on the most, uh, you know, because you're slamming on concrete. That's why uh, wrestling is great because, you know, most of the time you're landing on like a mat kind of. Um, so I've sprained my ankles like probably a dozen times each. I've had, uh, I've had ACL, MCL repair. I uh, one time. One time I almost died because I ruptured a bunch of organs. That was not a good time. So uh, yeah, it, internal injuries are pretty weird because uh, it's just a different feeling where you're like not really sure, you know, coming back from an injury, you're always like, ah, oh, how much can I do or not do? Um, with internal injuries, it's very hard to tell, and especially like your core, you know, is everything. So um that that was interesting and uh yeah i've i've had a time <laughs> but it's just part of the territory sadly if you choose this kind of life 
So, and you speak about kind of the, the psychological effects of, you know, when you get back into the ring or when you get back into, you know, performing, but how do you kind of cope with the off time that you have when you're recovering from an injury? Are there certain things that you do to kind of take up your, your time and keep you occupied? Yeah, that's always a thing. Um, <laughs> I've never really dealt with it too good. Um, it's just a depressing time, you know, when you're injured, it's just really depressing. Not being able to function, you know, fully is depressing. And then, you know, you're seeing all your friends like doing cool stuff and you just want to be in there and it just sucks. Uh, you know, watching tape and like studying that way is always a, a good way to pass the time working on promos and character stuff coming up with new t-shirt designs and stuff like that but um I gotta admit there are times that I'm just like screw it like just even like thinking about anything just just like hard <laughs> um meditation and yoga help, helps me get by but uh it's it's a challenge for sure I I feel like there was a time in my life I was like oh cool like as I get a little bit older I'm a little more patient because I know this is how it is and you know it just happens sometimes but I'm not I'm not I don't have the patience for it it's just frustrating <laughs> it's just frustrating and that's completely fair when you're away from something you love it's sometimes hard to readjust and everything but you are such a professional in everything you do and I mean you have the athletic prowess and all of that so in between whether it's wrestling aerial related do you have any cool or weird tricks or contortions you can do with your body I feel like you have to have at least a few <laughs> um yeah I am a, a student of movement I mean I've I've moved my entire life you know so um like gymnastics was what I fell in love with as a kid before I started skateboarding and snowboarding as a teenager. And uh, I am constantly studying like dance and acro and contortion. And um, not a lot of people know this, but coaching has always been my side gig. So to be able to um, teach students, you know, you are, you know, being a teacher, you're a constant student as well. Um, that's kind of why I always gravitated towards it because uh, there's always more to learn, no matter how good you get at your craft, there's always something more to learn. Um, so right now I, you know, I, I've been taking some online classes and, uh, there's like a studio in, uh, LA that I, I really like called Fit and Bendy. They do a lot of contortion and a lot of acro and handstand. So, um, I have a couple classes uh, on my schedule right now for stuff like that. That's awesome. And, and the fact that you've been able to take these kind of extreme passions and things that you really care about and be able to, to, to do them for your career is absolutely incredible. Uh, but as you said, you know, there always is something more still to learn, but so far as a performer, do you have a most memorable experience? Maybe one in the wrestling world and one in the circus world. Yeah, I'm very fortunate. I've had so many that are just like incredible. Um, one thing that's like fairly recent with wrestling was, uh, when ring of honor did a pay-per-view at the ECW arena and Vincent won the cage match. And I was in the cage match when he won that, that was super special to me because that was an angle that we were telling for almost two years. And I got to jump off the cage. Um, unfortunately I did end up taking a back full of tax from Matt Taven. Um, 
to make that happen, but that's okay. Uh, I was in the cage when, when Vincent won and that was incredible. Uh, that was definitely a super special memory for me. And uh, circus, there's uh, oh God, so many. Um, I would say two that always really stand out for me was uh, one time I did a show that was an outdoor installation hanging off a bridge in Philadelphia by the river. So uh, it was, we were probably like 65, 75 feet high. And uh, the crowd watched the, the show from like the riverboats. So people were like on the water watching the show. And then I'm just like up that high watching the sunset. And it was very surreal. So that was a really amazing experience. And then another one that I always loved, it was an annual show we did for a while at uh, Laurel Hills Cemetery in Philadelphia, which is a very historic, um, historic landmark in Philadelphia. Beautiful. It's honestly probably the most beautiful cemetery I've ever seen. And uh, we would just perform by the mausoleum. So like hanging off this like giant, beautiful, like ancient oak tree by the mausoleum, looking over like the expanse of the cemetery was just a really special experience too. All of the macabre goodness, yes. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you've stated as one of your goals as a performer is to always entertain, which you absolutely do in all aspects. But for you, who are some of the performers in pro wrestling and maybe even in other art forms that really entertain you? Oh gosh, that's so many. Um, You know, I'm really inspired by music. Like music has always been a huge part of me. So like David Bowie is always one that like comes to mind. Um, In wrestling, there's so many. Like Rey Mysterio is always a, a big one for me because I love the luchadors. Like lucha was one of the things that really, really drew me in when I first started training because just the glitter and the athleticism, just everything about it, just like really drew me in. Um, I, of course, uh, you know, the devil's rejects. So like the whole cast, the devil's rejects, Rob Zombie has been a huge influence in everything I've done in pro wrestling and other stuff too, you know, his, everything I do is pretty macabre, uh, you know, prior to that, like, this isn't just a gimmick, but you know, everything is, all of my art is pretty dark, um, you know, and then just like pop culture, like Manson and, you know, like different serial killers have always been, you know, something that's just kind of like in the background of, you know, things that I pull from. So, uh, you know, everyone's inspired by something and it's just like, there's so many places to get inspiration from. And, uh, it's just uh, amazing, you know, it's just amazing the way that art is created and, you know, in your subconscious things that you don't even realize that you picked up that just kind of like filter its way into your work. So um, I'm always interested in like in pro wrestling things outside of pro wrestling that create the full presentation. And I mean, even just today, you said that you view everything as an art and in turn, that art is also an escape for a lot of people, including yourself. I can also relate to that as too. And whether that's evoking joy, anger, shock, a whole range of emotions, I feel like. So for you, when was the last time that you genuinely popped or felt an emotion during a match or an angle in professional wrestling? Oh my gosh. Uh, That's a tough question. Cause honestly, like it happens to me all the time. Um, 
you know, and I'm like backstage and gorilla and I'm watching my, my, uh, friends like in the ring, uh, recently I was, uh, backstage at AEW and cheeseburger was wrestling Tony niece. And that mm-hmm. caught me so hard because I love him so much. You know, he's like, he's my trainer, but he's helped me out so much. He's my friend. And just like seeing the crowd react to, to him, in that match was awesome. Uh, so I, you know, I'm still a fan of wrestling and seeing my friends do well is always awesome to me. So yeah, I, I try to get those moments all the time, honestly. And I mean, there's so many cool moments. Like you were just sharing a story of us and your favorite performances and you have done so many mesmerizing movements in the ring and in the air. Is there anything new, any new moves you want to try out sometime, whether in the ring or in the air? I'm genuinely curious. Oh, always, always. There's always more. I never, never feel like I've arrived and know everything. Um, Yeah, it's for, for both of those disciplines, like constantly, I'm always trying to, to learn new things and just kind of be creative and think of stuff that's maybe like a little bit different, you know, because um, I, I, ne- I don't like to do like arm drag, hip toss, you know, mm-hmm. like that kind of stuff is just not not for, you know, that's what like we've been doing for like hundreds of years, you know, so uh but like the, those were the fundamentals too, you know, so the fundamentals of things and just kind of figuring out where to go from there. Yeah. I'm always learning constantly. And I feel like, yeah, like you said, the work is always continues. Um, and I think it's definitely to be expected that both of these worlds that we've been discussing with circus and wrestling can be incredibly demanding. So how do you take care of yourself both physically and mentally? Uh, I've gotten much better about that over the years. Um, that used to not be a thing for me, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I would just beat my body up constantly and it it would just be like a point of pride for me. Like, oh yeah, I like totally have a sprained ankle, but I can still like jump down a bunch of stairs and, you know, like, look how tough I am. Like, cool. Yeah. I made a lot of injuries way worse than they needed to because I had that mentality, but also when you're younger, you know, it's just, it's just part of, you know, growing up too. Um, so now I legitimately will let myself rest if, if possible, uh, foam rolling is a godsend. Uh, I highly recommend tissue work and myofascial release for everyone. Everyone should do that. Um, I'm really into natural body work. So I do tons of acupuncture, massage, cupping and stuff like that. Um, I try to do everything natural. I really don't, um, like I don't even take ibuprofen, honestly, for like inflammation. I like to do natural supplements. I like ginger and turmeric and stuff like that. Um, so supplements are are a big part of my regimen. Um, just kind of keeping up with that. And, uh, yeah, like I said, yoga and meditation is just really super key you know it's not like a cure-all like every oh everything's great now because i like did yoga for half an hour um but it does it does make a difference for me for sure well definitely as i'm sure a big part of things that can be sort of stressful on the the body are travels and i'm sure your adventures as a performer have involved a good deal of travel so do you have any particular hobbies that you uh that, that you like to help pass the time when you're on the road 
Oh God, the, the car rides and the plane rides are the absolute worst. Um, <laughs> that is the worst part of it. Oh God, I just hate it so, so much. Um, yeah, I, I do read, I try to read and, uh, you know, do stuff like that to pass the time. And when I, when I'm stuck on a plane for hours, I do try and like meditate and do breathing exercises, something like simple where you can do like in your chair without disrupting anybody. I try to stretch my legs as much as I can while I'm sitting there. But uh, yeah, I, oh God, I hate it. I hate being in the car so much. It's the worst. You mentioned too earlier that you kind of draw some inspiration from like serial killers and stuff. So I don't know if you maybe listen to any like true crime podcasts or documentaries. Is that something that you've been interested in too, whether on the road or not? Yeah, totally. I, I've always been fascinated by that kind of stuff. I think the one I watched most recently was Sons of Sam. Uh, was that on Netflix or Hulu? I don't remember. Um, but it was, a uh, you know, at the Son of Sam killer in New York. And it was a totally different perspective than I had ever heard it presented. Um, so that was really fascinating. Of course, there's a very heavy cult element to it. So, um, yeah, cults are always fascinating to me, too, psychologically. Um, and obviously, I draw inspiration <laughs> from that kind of stuff as well. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I love that kind of stuff. I think it's fascinating. I think it's really fascinating too to like keep your mind busy and all of that. And you were talking about not really being a fan of sometimes being on the road, but maybe it's on the road or not. Something here on In and Out the Locker Room we like to talk about is is snacking and, and food. So do you have any uh do you have any go-to <laughs> snacks that you can share with us? Uh snacks are life, yes. Um I always have snacks in my bag constantly I feel very food insecure when I'm on the road you know because you, you never know like where what you're gonna find and like yeah. I have a very clean diet I hate the 2 a.m truck stop dinner like oh uh, it hurts me like I just like feel like so awful inside um so <clears throat> my go-to snacks I I eat a lot of hippie snacks um I like these uh goji berry cubes they're these like little cubes with like carob chips and stuff that are like good for energy um anything with coconut in it protein bars of course uh so i eat like tons of kind bars and stuff like that a lot of nuts and seeds yep um seaweed snacks yeah everything i eat is is very healthy people usually make fun of me for my snacks but you know what <laughs> it makes me feel good so that's all that matters yeah like don't knock it till you try it people exactly yeah so you had actually shared in the past that you were a bit of a late bloomer when it came to being a wrestling fan and you started watching shortly before you started training you mentioned Rey Mysterio you mentioned you know Lucha style but who were some of the other first competitors that you enjoyed watching for inspiration um definitely China you know because I'm like this woman is a freaking powerhouse you know um Lita and Trish you know I like that whole era I thought was awesome so you know there was so many you know Eddie Guerrero was was another one that I was just like yes X-Pac you know I thought was super entertaining uh when I yes when I first started those were like so you know I was kind of like diving into like that kind of era of pro wrestling 
Um, but one of the matches that stood out to me was Ricochet versus Will Ospreay, which is, you know, obviously fairly recent. But um, someone was like, oh, check this out. And I was like, oh, choreography. Yeah, that makes sense to me. And I just like was blown away by that match. Um, I watched it multiple times. So that that was one that was like not from like that era that I was just like, yes, this, this makes me want to do it. Hell yeah, it's definitely stuff that kind of lights a fire. And, and sometimes, like you said, just kind of clicks where you're like, oh, I get this for sure. Yeah, now, totally. You, now you had described uh, in an interview, just to kind of shift gears a little bit, that Halloween is your happy time of year. Is there a certain costume that stands out in your memory from over the years? And do you still celebrate actively as an adult? Oh, yes. A hundred percent. Choose costumes. Um, I usually work on Halloween, so I'm usually kind of limited to uh, what the client asks me to wear for, for Halloween. Um, but I've been a bloody nurse. I've been multiple zombies. Uh, I was a zombie flapper. That one was pretty cool. I was a Victorian zombie. I had like a giant, like huge dress. Um, yeah, those were probably, yeah, it was always like kind of something dead. (laughs) Fair. And I feel like accordingly in the spirit of, I'm waiting for a spooky season, by the way, that's my favorite season in the spirit of the spooky season, which is coming up in a few months. If you could have any mythological or fictional creature be your tag team partner, what would it be and why? Um, what's that three headed dog called? Oh, I know. Yes. Because, you know, dogs are the best and then there's three. So they would always have your back. They would always have an eye out on that's a very logical and uh, yeah, very strategic. Great choice. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Cerberus. Good call. Now, so as we were discussing, of course, all things spooky, I know that you are, of course, a horror movie fan. You definitely, as you have mentioned, channeled some Devil's Rejects vibes as part of The Righteous. And you can always feel those kind of creepy, unsettling influences in your Queen of Chaos character as well. So what was the last horror movie that you enjoyed watching? Um, last horror movie? Gosh. I was re-watching some of the old classics because... Um, I was on, uh, what's that, Ash versus Evil Dead, and that series came up, and then yeah. I was like, and it was, so I love gore, I like, anything gory, I'm, I'm all about, and that show was pretty gory, I was like, oh, I'm pretty impressed here, uh, so I had to go back and watch those, and then uh, Dead Alive was like, one, always one of my favorites growing up, because of how gory it was, and I also love camp. Um, so, you know, anytime horror and camp can go together, I'm all about it. I think it's cool too, that you've started in your, your own horror. You've sort of, you've started in a horror movie as well, the dark military. So I, I don't know again, if that was more gory and everything, but can you tell us more about your role and the character you played in the dark military? Yeah. So I was in a band of serial killers and, um, to be honest, that movie is not super gory, but I did have one of the bloodier scenes or I got to slit someone's throat 
And the some of the special effects were pretty good in that. I, I would have definitely been down for more blood and gore in that movie for sure. Um, but I did get to slit someone's throat and that was super satisfying. Now, is there a, a way for us to check this out? Because I'm genuinely curious about this. Yes, I believe you can watch this for free on Tubi actually. Okay. Okay. We'll have to check this out. I I'm really excited. I think that's amazing that you've been able to cross over so many of your passions too. And you mentioned one of them earlier, you designed some of your own shirts and all of that, which makes sense. You went to art school for graphic design and animation. So what would you say is maybe some of your favorite or most memorable designs or creations that you've made? Um, well, I'm about to release a new t-shirt. So that one, uh, I would say, because that's super recent and, uh, it was a labor of love. It took, it took me a minute. I, I, I struggle sometimes doing stuff for myself because it is so personal and you get like so attached to it yeah. and you judge it so much. Um, and I have a very OCD style of illustration, but, uh, that, yeah, the, the new shirt that I'm coming out with uh this week actually um was one and uh when I was in a, a bunch of bands previously like I always did the, the cover art for my bands and stuff like that and uh th- those were um pretty special one of my bands called Destructivice and uh the cover art that I did for that uh we were like a skate punk band and uh so that had had some meaning for me and I enjoyed doing the art for those guys. Well, something that I think is just so impressive is just all of the different elements, like as LJ was saying, all the things that you've been able to touch and kind of cross over with all of these passions that you have. And I, I feel like if we can take away one thing from this chat, it's that not only are you fear inducing in the ring, you are fearless in nature. So what would you say is the most adventurous or daring thing that you have ever done? Oh, that's a tough one too. Um, you know, skateboarding and snowboarding, I would say uh, I was constantly conquering fears. I am in wrestling too, but like, I mean, I would, would jump off cliffs and stuff like that you know you just like do like 40 foot handrails and stuff that I mean that's how I got hurt a lot too but um a lot of a lot of um I also grew up snowboarding in Jersey um so that's also like snowboarding in Jersey is all just like its own thing uh because our snow quality is so bad and like no one ever (laughs) maintains the park so um it was super gnarly and uh yeah, with, with that, I was just constantly, constantly conquering fears. Um, and yeah, people always ask me about this and cause I deal with this with my students as well too. You know, I, as a coach, I'm always like managing people's fears too. And, uh, I just like, honestly say that I'm, I'm not that bright. People are like, Oh, how do you do these things? I just block it out of my mind. Like literally like if I'm like about to drop in and like do something crazy that like I could die on I you just gotta like clear your head like you just gotta like not think about the consequences um that's really that's what it is it's like if you get two in your head and you're like oh this go wrong this go wrong this go wrong you're not gonna do it and then you're just you know you're just gonna wait or you're gonna balk or like something bad will happen um so you really just have to clear your mind there's no easy way to do that 
and it's different for everybody. Um, but honestly, I just don't think about it <laughs> and I just do it. Just don't think. Uh, yeah, there's certainly no, no time for thinking or second guessing anything. Um, mm. you know, as we're, as we're wrapping things up, Vita, I want to take it back to capital championship wrestling. You spoke very passionately ahead of the capital cup event about how things needed to change for you at CCW. So what can you share with us about your mindset ahead of June 25th's breaking point? Well, several things. Um, one last time I was thrown into a tag team with Gia Scott. I have respect for Gia, but that was not the right situation. And, you know, she took the fall and, you know, I lost a match because of it. So I wasn't too psyched on that. You know, I didn't ask to be in that situation and uh, I'm out for a win now. You know, I kind of, you know, I, I took a loss to Lufisto, which fair enough, you know, Lufisto is a legend and, you know, we, we went toe to toe and had a great match. I don't regret any of it. Uh, but coming off with a couple of losses here, you know, I'm kind of sick of it, to be honest with you. So that's why I'm saying things have to change around here. So I have this opportunity to fight Kayla Sparks for the network championship. And I'm going to make every damn opportunity I can out of that. And, you know, sorry, Kayla, but your time's done now. Uh, things, things are going to change around here and there will be a changing of the guards. It is time for the Vita Von Star Show in Capital Championship Wrestling. We are so excited for that matchup coming up on Breaking Point, of course, on June 25th. And Vita, thank you so much for taking the time to share your story here with us today on In and Out, the locker room. Of course, we'll be linking all of your socials down below. But for our audio listeners, can you please share where they can find you online? And of course, where they can purchase this T-shirt design once it's out. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, you can get me on Twitter, V Von Star, and Instagram is Vita Von Star, V I T A V O N S T A R R. If you're interested in getting my new shirt or some eight by tens, you can DM me directly on either of those platforms. And I will be setting up a big cartel pretty soon. Um, that will probably be in the next two weeks, but for right now you can DM me for some merch. Vita, thank you again so much. Best of luck heading into Breaking Point. And to our friends at home, be sure you're following Ella J at It's Ella J on Twitter and checking out Wrestling Gal podcast with new episodes every week. You can find me at AYY underscore Marino on all the socials and on new episodes of Let's Get Serial on Saturday afternoons. So for Vita Von Star and Ella J, I'm Alyssa Marino, and we'll see you again soon for the next edition of CCW's In and Out the Locker Room. <laughs>